Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, and I'm happy to be joined tonight by my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you this evening? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, Kyle is going to be joining us tonight to talk about one of our favorite topics, and that is all th- that is Walt Disney World, all things Walt Disney World. And uh, Kyle and I met on Twitter. This is the first time we've actually communicated by voice. We've only always communicated by tweets. And I'm really happy to have him on because we're going to be talking about hotels and attractions and restaurants and all the stuff we love talking about when it comes to Disney. Uh, but before we get to that, it's the beginning of 2021. It's a tough time. As with every guest that comes on the Stuff We Love podcast, Kyle, I'm going to ask you, how you doing? How you holding up? What's going on? Good. Doing, doing well. Doing well. Everybody's healthy right now. And uh, just looking forward to a lot of positives for this year. Yeah, it's uh, I, I feel the same way as you. And it's weird because when the clock struck midnight on January 1st, even though the world was the same, at least in my head, mentally, I felt like we were turning a corner and I could see in my in my brain the future of Disney vacations and trips and all of that stuff. And uh, we got a lot to talk about because I want to learn about your interest in Disney, where it originated and what your favorites are when it comes to the parks and so forth. Before we get to that, why don't we begin just by saying a few things about the latest Disney news that broke this week, because uh, there were some big announcements coming from the company related to two things. Magical Express, the bus service that has taken guests vacationing in Walt Disney World from the airport to their hotel and then back to the airport and changes to uh, the extra magic hours that hotel guests were entitled to. So let's start with the Magical Express. First question for you tonight, Kyle, is... uh, when you have vacationed in Disney World over the years, uh, do you use the Magical Express service? And what are your thoughts about it being taken away in 2022? Well, we, my wife and I, when we first started going to Disney, used it. Then we had a long, long break um, of not using it because we had four kids that are young. And it was a lot easier to drive even from Connecticut. And a couple of years ago, we started flying. And it's right. worked out great for us, uh, especially like just doing carry-ons, um, you know, because we have the washer and dryer and the uh, DVC units. Right. So get everything in it, uh, it's been fantastic. So looking at, uh, new ways to change that when, uh, the time comes. So, yeah, it's, um, so, so you, you would, when, when you would go down with carry-ons, you would just get off the plane, take your stuff and magical express would take you and everything to the airport. You wouldn't even t- check your bags. Yeah, no, especially on sh- uh, shorter trays stays longer right. stays. Uh, we would definitely use fully use their service. I just have backpacks for, you know, essentials and then go to the parks. We'd hit the ground running after our 2 a.m. wake up to get on the flight. Right, right. It's to me, the best part about Magical Express was when you would get to the airport and then when you leave, they would take your bags. And of course you would deep down expect to never see the bag again. You'd acknowledge, (laughs) all right, if I lose it, at least I had a good Disney World vacation. But um, I I just thought it was a good service. And one thing I'm confused about because I, I don't, I didn't see this. I heard a rumor about it on Twitter. Are guests going to be able to pay $10 now to have the Mears bus service do this still for them? Or am I, have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard pricing, but I know um, Mears um, probably still does. I know they used to before Magical Express started because that's how old I am. Um, You know, used to do it beforehand. And we signed up for Mears. We went, checked in at the Mears location, essentially where Magical Express is now, just a couple of uh, windows down and uh, took that. And it was just, you know, no different except for, you know, we just had to pay when we got there, said where we're going. And then they'd uh, put us on a little, either a small, like 12 passenger van or a bigger bus, depending on what was going out. Right. It's interesting because one of the rumors that's floating around, they have this high speed rail that's coming to Disney Springs. I think it's going to be there next year. And there's going to be, from what I understand, a stop at the Orlando airport, a stop at Disney Springs, and then Miami as well. Yes. So one of the things people are saying is, okay, if you get to the airport, what they maybe want you to do now is go from the airport to Disney Springs to your hotel. And I get that, but it seems strange to me because if they're not going to be taking your bags, what are you going to do? Are you going to get to the airport, get on a train with your bags to Disney Springs, then to a bus? It seems like too much. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I mean, I could see, if that's the way things are going, then I right. could definitely see Saratoga Springs being a hot hotel. You know, you just walk your bags over there and, and uh, you're, you're going on your way. But uh, they definitely have to have a hub to each, each uh, resort, kind of like they do now. But I right. think they'd have to have an additional one just for capacity. 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. It's really tough to say. I know a lot of other Disney experts out there on Twitter. I don't say I'm an, I'm not an expert, but people I follow who know a lot more than I do, they say we have to see what other announcements come out because this change isn't in effect until next year. And uh, it's going to be also intriguing to see how many people now will rent cars yes. on their stay and how many people are going to stay off property now. Because if you stay on property, you're gonna, and let's say you rented a car, you'd have to pay the parking fee. And the cost of the rental car, which adds altogether hundreds of dollars to oh, your absolutely. Disney trip. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm curious how this plays out. And then, Kyle, before we get to a little bit more of your background with Disney, uh, in terms of the extra magic hours being eliminated for our guests that may not know what I'm talking about, traditionally, if you stayed at a Walt Disney World resort, you would be able either to get to a one park per day an hour early and then stay late at another Disney park that same day. They would have one day, maybe Epcot that does this, the next day, Magic Kingdom and so forth. Now, from what I understand, that's being completely eliminated. And they're having just this thing where if you're staying at a Disney resort, you get in 30 minutes early to any park. But I think they do that already now, right? Can't you get there yeah. 30 oh, minutes early? Yes, yeah. Because especially now with, with COVID going on, you know, to decrease the crowds lining up at the gates, they've been, they've been slowly letting people in. So really no different than now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me personally, especially young kids, there wasn't a whole lot of times we used the evening extra magic hours, mm-hmm. uh, unless we had like family with us and, you know, either my wife or I stayed back or the grandparents, you know, took the kids and my wife and I went out and enjoyed a couple hours in the park, just the two of us. Right. Uh, but yeah, the morning extra magic hours we use, cause we've got my youngest son, um, you know, wakes up at five 30 in the morning every day, no matter what, anyway. Sure. <laughs> And it's good. The morning, I think, are better than the evening because if you get there in the morning, you can knock off so many things. If you get oh, yeah. there right when it opens, I mean, depending on how you vacation in the parks, let's say you got there at 8 a.m., you could easily from the time span, let's say 8 to noon, maybe knock off 10 attractions or something like that at the Magic Kingdom because most people do arrive later in the day. That's just human nature, I suppose. Uh, the evening ones, you're dealing with the crowds. By that point, yes. the parks are full. Yep. Uh, so we'll have to see how this all plays out. It's a lot, lot to take in. It's a, I didn't see it coming when the news dropped on Twitter. It was a, it was a big deal and uh, people didn't really, pe- people didn't see it coming. The reaction was tremendous surprise on Twitter. Oh, ab- absolutely. And I didn't see it coming either, especially, you know, since Magic Express seems to work so well, even though the change lately, uh, they're not going to take bags, um, which is really when we started doing the carry on only. Um, is that, is that so- a change with co- related to COVID? Yes, because um, it's a baggage handling thing where they Makes can't really control it. So you're in charge of your own bag uh, instead. So That makes sense. You know, it worked worked out fine for us. Like I said, that's when we started doing carry-ons only. And uh, we all just grab our bags, walk right on the bus, um, put underneath, and um, made it, it was an easy process. Not as easy as drop my bags off here in Connecticut and they're magically in my room. But Sure. Well, on that note then, I think that's a good segue because you mentioned you're, you're from Connecticut. Give us some background about how you being in Connecticut got into being a fan of Walt Disney World and a little bit of history of your love of the theme parks and how it developed. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, I'm not a beach guy, even though we live you know, on the water or you know, in a town on the water. Um, I don't go on beach vacations. Uh, my idea of vacation isn't just sitting around doing nothing, you know, unless I'm in the water. Right. Uh, so my wife and I, before we were engaged, even just dating, is decided to go on a vacation and said, all right, let's go to Disney because it'll it's entertaining. It'll give us something to do. And that was it. Did our was, honeymoon. Was she a business. fan before you? Was she was she into it or no? Um, no, neither one of us. It was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, yeah, like, okay, let's let's go here on vacation and then got bit by the bug and bought DVC on our second trip. And wow. Yeah, so went from there. And what is your home resort for DVC? I have two at Saratoga and a small one at Kidani. Interesting. Yeah, I think we had talked about this on Twitter a while back. I remember you saying you had a Kidani uh, DVC. I want to talk to you about that in a few minutes. But but let's let's talk for a moment about the frequency of your trips. Generally speaking, in normal times, how often would you go to <laughs> Walt Disney World? Um, it depends. Uh, we used to do uh, you know almost every either February and April plus a summer trip. Mm-hmm. So try to get those annual passes and get you know two or three trips out of them. Then, yeah, my wife and I decided instead of, you know, going to and from frequently, let's do longer trips. So we've been doing like nine, 10 night trips during the summer last couple of years. 
you know, that's been nice. We're nice and settled, relaxed, not really a whole lot of running around. Uh, you can just really enjoy where we're at. So it's interesting you said that because, uh, you know, our friend Dean from yep. the Butter and Bacon Podcast, he's been on Stuff We Love a few times. He got me into the idea of the longer summer trips. That's something we started doing a couple of years ago. And I know not everyone can do it with schedules and so forth, but I will tell you, and I'm sure you feel the same way. When you get down to Disney World on night one of your trip and you know you have eight, nine, 10, whatever nights ahead of you, it's an amazing feeling. It's such a Absolutely. great feeling. <laughs> yes, yes. The whole week's ahead of you. Do you have any traditions when it comes to your Disney World vacations of how you like to start the trips? Like, is there something you do every year on night number one or do you switch it up? Um, typically, yeah. so about 90% of the time, Magic Kingdom has to be the first mm. park um, and our last. However, that does change depending on where we stay. If um, So if we have a, you know, like lately with the flying, um, if we've got to leave earlier, okay, we'll pick the closest park and go there for our last day. But our first day is always Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to get the ball rolling, you know, get that magic and uh, just, you know, being in that atmosphere is fantastic. It's a great park. It's timeless and never gets old. That's the thing about, I, let me ask you this question. Uh, something else comes to mind. Do you get a lot of people who are friends with you who you may get along with in every other aspect of your life, but give you a hard time about going to Disney every year. And they'll say things like, what, you're going there again? What are you doing? Not, not really. They just, the more, the question is, when's my next trip? Or oh. do I have one booked? Especially like now um, with everything going on, you know, a lot of guys are taking less vacation stuff like that. Sure. And, uh, but so they're, you know, that's about it. And uh, yeah, I'm the go-to Disney guy at work. If people is like, Hey, I'm thinking about going, where should I stay? Where should I go? And, you know, after two hours of talking to them and, you know, giving all the info, I think I scare them and then they have more questions. So have you had but people, it, yeah. have you had people say to you, cause I've had this, oh, I, I, I got to go to Disney. I'm dreading it. I just got to get it out of the way. I've had that happen to me a few times and I'm tempted to say, well, what is wrong with you? I, I, I do say this, you know, don't look at it that way. You're, you're, you know, don't put so much pressure on the trip. It is a lot of planning and a lot needs to go into it, but you do what you can. You're not going to do everything on one trip for the first time. And you just enjoy the experience. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I've had a couple of sides of that where, you know, the guy's like, no, I'm just going once. Like you said, get it out of my system, get it out of my, out of my family system. And that's it. I said, well, you know, going with open mind, look, do your research, find out what you want to do. You know, if you're a golfer, you can go take off, go golfing for a little bit. There's plenty of spaces right. there. Shows, do find out what would interest you. And then I had another guy who just didn't do any planning whatsoever. Yeah. And he goes, you know, that would have been a really good trip if I planned. I said, and that's what I tried to tell you. Right. So. You have to plan. You have to have some type of organization. And if you do and you keep your expectations in check, I think that's a key thing. You, yeah. you don't say, oh, I'm going to go on every attraction in every single theme park. It's just not going to happen. It's just, <laughs> it's physically impossible. I want to talk to you next about Saratoga Springs because I have never stayed there. The closest I stayed to there was Old Key West. And one of the things to me that I just watching footage of Saratoga Springs on YouTube, it's the proximity to Disney Springs. That's a major selling point to that. When you go and you've stayed at Saratoga Springs, two questions. One, do you frequent Disney Springs? And two, am I correct that the DVC properties were renovated not too long ago there at Saratoga? Well, I've never stayed at Saratoga, even though we've had it for 15 years. Got it. Um, <laughs> this April will actually be our first time staying there okay uh because you know my wife and i said all right it's, it's about time we stayed at the one we own um you know other than kadani because that's our favorite but um as far as going to disney springs we try to go there at least once or twice a trip especially on the longer ones however mm -hmm. right now we plan on skipping it since it's kind of a free-for-all and we feel more comfortable in the parks right now and not at disney springs so for our upcoming trips right i'm very curious to hear when you stay there what you think of it because we were watching my wife and I, I forget who it was. And maybe I say Tim tracker, but I really don't remember a vlogger on YouTube. And they were touring the star it was, uh, PC dev Prince charm dev. He was the one that we were watching okay. great YouTube vlogger. And he was showing off the Saratoga Springs property. It looked fantastic. I, I thought it looked uh, really great. Um, it does actually, we've been doing a lot of the same lately, just watching a ton of YouTube videos. Um, right. Like, so we stayed at old key West on our most recent trip. Right. And 
how we had stayed there a couple of times before we were near the hospitality house. And after the second bus went by and it wasn't coming to our stop because it was already getting full, uh, we ended up changing our bus stop and walking to the first stop, which wasn't that far away. We could see it from the hospitality house mm-hmm. and we were able to get on quick um, because they're spacing people out a lot on the buses. So, you know, you know, more buses, but fewer people on them. What did you think of Old Key West? Where would you rate that compared to the other hotels you've stayed at? Uh, we, we actually really enjoy it, uh, especially if you're near the hospitality house. Yes. If you're not near the hospitality house, I think a car is almost essential. Mm-hmm. So that way you can get to places a little quicker. Uh, the, just because the hospitality house is so much farther out from the um, the resorts at the opposite end of the um, resort. But we fortunately, all three times we stayed there, we've been near the hospitality house. That's a good plus. I, that's where I was near the hospitality house when I stayed there two summers ago, I guess it was. It does okay. make a difference. Uh, the Did you eat at Olivia's when you stayed there? Of course, twice. <laughs> How did it's you good. dinner and a breakfast? Let me ask you this question about Old Key West, because I, I like the hotel like you. It wasn't my favorite I stayed at, but I, I liked it. And did you feel that the hotel had like a very 1990s feel? Did oh, you feel? I'm, that's not a criticism, by the way. It's yeah, like no, very no, no, much no. a throwback type thing. No, absolutely. It, it did. Um, I, I really liked, though, it, you know, that just slower pace. Yes. I mean, it relaxed. The rooms were huge. Huge rooms. Um, that's a major for if you're staying in a vacation. I, th- I guess they're all vacation club properties. Yeah. If you're staying in a one bedroom or two bedroom suite, massive space, massive. Yeah, we, we always have to get a two bedroom uh, the way our family dynamic is. Sure. And um, so it, it's huge. I, you know, the, the only other one um, that I like for space wise is actually Kidani uh, with three full bathrooms. Uh, that helps. So a two bedroom suite at Kidani has three full, full bathrooms. Yes. Yep. I didn't know that. That's phenomenal. That's oh, yeah. Unheard yeah, of. yeah. That's unheard I, of. Um, Bay Lake Tower does too. Good to uh, know. We stayed there a couple of years ago. So. So you mentioned a moment ago that Kidani is your favorite hotel on property. Yes. It's a very simple. Why? Why, why do you choose Kidani? <laughs> it's very peaceful, very relaxing. Um, that, you know, we occasionally get a Savannah view. It's not a requirement for us, depending on mm-hmm. how points work for us. Uh, there's so many common areas we can watch the animals. And just like I said, the home, the comfort with it is uh, just fantastic. Just again, even Old Key West is at a slower pace. Kidani's even slower. It's got a relaxed feel to it. We stayed at Bay Lake Towers, like I said, a couple of years ago. And my wife's, one of my wife's traditions, if we drive, is to always stop at um, Animal Kingdom and Kidani for the gift shop. She likes the the African artwork, the, the hand-cut wood ones. Great, great, great uh, stores. Great stores. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we walk in there after Bay Lake Tower, and she goes, I feel like I'm home. I feel like I'm relaxed now. Right. So that it was a big difference. It's funny you us. say that, by the way, because <laughs> I think I think your wife and my wife would be friends. What happened a few years <laughs> ago, we were on a trip and we went to. I guess we I know exactly what it was. It was the last night of our trip and we had never been to Animal Kingdom Lodge. So we went there just to check it out and we were browsing the gift shop and we were so amazed by the gift shop that I think that memory lingered with us. And our next major trip, we stayed at Jumbo House. Oh, did you, no, how'd you it like shows it? the power of the gift shop. That's that's really yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the um, yeah. Oh yeah, we spent hours in there. Yeah, before we leave. So I, I guess just, I should take a moment for our listeners that may not know the difference between Kidani and Jumbo House, just to quickly give an overview. Mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Lodge is one of the great Disney World hotels, and it's comprised of two properties: Jumbo House, which is the main building, that's where the Grand Lobby is and a tremendous number of hotel rooms. That's where the large pool is and several restaurants. Kidani Village is located further back on the property. It's a smaller set of rooms. They have the restaurant Sanaa there, which is known for their unbelievable bread service. Absolutely. The best. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we get to, we'll eat at Sanaa at least once on the trip. Right. And our first night, when because you know we're getting the kids settled in bed, stuff like that, we'll do takeout from Sanaa with yeah. the bread service. Bread service is so good. Every time I have non-bread now, I, I I love it. I love non-bread, but I can't help but think about how amazing that that restaurant is for that. It's a lot of fun. But anyhow, Kidani is the uh, is a quieter place to stay on the grounds of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And you're right; it really is totally remote. You you do not feel like you are in the Orlando area when you're staying at Kidani Village. It's a totally different feel. 
Oh, not at all. Yeah. It just takes you away from everything. We actually did a um, non-park trip stay there one time. So you just, went there uh, just for the hotel? Yep. Yep. We uh, ended up going um, yeah, to a couple other resorts. We rented the boats um, you know, near the Magic Kingdom, I think at the Polynesian at one point, and uh, did all the hotel activities, things like that. Right. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a great trip. I would love to do it again. I'm not familiar. What, how is the pool at Kidani? Pool is huge. Uh, it's, it's very big. Wow. Um, the water slide isn't the biggest uh, for the kids. However, it's still a great slide. Uh, zero entry. And like I said, the space is fantastic. The kids splash area is great. Um, that's a huge area. Mm-hmm. Um, just got nothing bad to say about it. I'm surprised to hear you say it's a big pool because normally when I think of the – smaller hotels even though it's not a small hotel but certainly smaller than jumbo house i would think the pool would be smaller so to hear it has a nice size pool that's a good selling point uh because the the jumbo house pool is a lot of fun too i remember going night swimming there was just it was great a a, a great memory just came to me i'll just make not to get off track but we'll we'll get back to, to the hotels but just a great animal kingdom lodge memory we stayed there and it was one of our anniversaries oh nice and the hotel knew that and they gave us this unbelievable chocolate cake. Yep. And yes. I remember sitting on the bed with my wife eating cake with the door open overlooking the pool. That was probably the most romantic night I've ever had <laughs> with my wife because of that chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're very decadent too. Yes, um, they are. It, it took us like three days to eat it. So. It's so good. One of the things that I've really been missing during the pandemic, and this is a small complaint, but you know, we are missing traveling and missing Disney when we're not there are the snacks because I mean, I've really, I've been on a health kick when I've been home. That's something else, by the way, for our listeners, we're going to be bringing in health episodes to stuff. We love podcasts, talking about eating and exercise and all that stuff. I hope we didn't lose half of our viewers, (laughs) listeners right off the bat, just (laughs) mentioning that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do is really be conscious of what I'm eating so that when I do get back to Disney and Universal, I can let loose and, you know, treat myself and have a good time without uh, thinking twice. I miss those snacks and the cakes are so good there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm right on board with you with the healthy eating, exercising a little more, especially when you're getting ready for a Disney trip. That's what it's about. You got to do you find when you're on your Disney trips that no matter what you eat, you could eat the worst food imaginable. You do so much walking that it doesn't affect you would you would not gain as much weight. You don't gain as much weight as you would otherwise expect. No, I every, everyone in our family has a Fitbit. Uh, and our average is about 10 miles a day. So I figure no matter day. what we eat is is going to get burnt off. Right. So. Yep. Wow, so, that's, uh, that's funny. Yeah, so that's, just, that's funny. Just I saw a picture earlier today on Twitter posted by maybe an attractions magazine or Disney food blog. I don't remember of a dole whip nachos. They're calling it. It looked. Yes. Un- you saw it. Yes. Yes. Oh, yep. It's like waffles broken into pieces look like nachos and dole whip ice cream with whipped cream and sprinkles. It was unbelievable. It reminded me of a, like a cannoli dip with uh, like the graham cracker uh, dip. So yeah, that's, that's a good, good analogy. I like that. Uh, anyhow, going back to your trip experiences, just a couple more hotel questions before we get to the parks. Uh, what are some other hotel highlights for you over the years, places that you've loved staying? Uh, like I said, Kidani is, is our absolute favorite. We stay there about every other time. Okay. Uh, my kids are now putting a request for a hotel instead of just my wife and I picking. Um, Bay Lake Tower, we, we like the proximity of Bay Lake Tower to Magic Kingdom. The walking is fantastic. Um, it's a very nice resort, but it doesn't have that homey feeling of a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, boardwalk, we love. Uh, we stayed there a lot. That's what convinced us to buy DVC in the first place. And, um, you know, Beach Club, we said we'd never stay there. Um, I lived in Nantucket for a while. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I, I lived there. I don't need to, you know, vacation there. Uh, for the most part, my wife grew up in Long Island. So, mm-hmm. you know, close to the water, let's go for something a little different. Well, we couldn't get into Boardwalk. So we stayed at Beach Club, loved it there because who doesn't like that pool? Beautiful. Uh, and uh, it was actually kind of neat going in there because uh, they did have a lot of pictures from Nantucket. I'm like, oh, I've been there. I know where that is. <laughs> so that was kind of neat uh, to do. And um, I'm trying to think, uh, stayed at Swan and Dolphin a couple of times on, you know, 
before checking into one of our DVC resorts. Right. Uh, Polynesian was great. Uh, stayed there once courtesy of uh, Mike Scopa. Um, he had some extra points kicking around and we happened to be there. And he goes, want to stay at the Poly? He said, absolutely. He's a great so, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, enjoyed it there. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I think uh, the Grand Floridian and uh, Saratoga are the only two we haven't stayed at um, down there. And well, in the Riviera now. So do you are, are you planning on staying at Riviera? Honestly, I don't know. Um, point wise, it really doesn't make sense for us. Mm -hmm. um, I heard it's fantastic. I would love to be able to check it out. And right. that might change my mind. But um, yeah, like I said, as far as points wise, our points can go so much further. And we do like to do longer, you know, 10, nine night stays when we go. Right. It's interesting. I was in the Riviera, I guess it was literally a year ago. I was there a year ago for a conference. And I remember going in there. Not, I didn't stay at the Riviera for the conference. I, the conference was at another hotel in Orlando, but I was checking it out. And I thought it was a very beautiful hotel. The grounds were immaculate and it's right on the Skyliner. So that alone yes. is a major selling point. I, I wasn't crazy about the lobby or the gift shop. I, I got to tell you, for oh, a really? deluxe hotel, I thought the gift shop was not good. It was not mm. that I'm not talking about the products they sold, but it was extremely small, way too small. Okay. Uh, that being said, again, one of the things I've been doing while I'm staying home, I've been watching videos of this, these places and I'm like, you know what? I really <laughs> want to stay there. So it went from hating the gift shop, but no, I, I got to stay there one day, one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I have not stayed at Bay Lake Tower. And for me, one of the biggest selling points is that proximity, the walking distance oh, yes. to the Magic Kingdom. Although I have always had the same impression of it, talking to people that have stayed there and watching footage of it, the same impression that you just mentioned, where it's not as uh, friendly. Like it's, well, I forget how you worded it, but it's, it's not efficient. as. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. So I don't know. I, I, you know, well, I one of the great things about Disney World are all the hotels that they offer, and um, even the Grand Destino at Coronado Springs, which is in a different level. It's a moderate hotel. Right. That is where I stayed a year ago, and I loved it. I mean, I'd stayed at Coronado Springs before in the, the before Grand Destino opened, so I was familiar right. with the regular hotel, but and I liked it a lot. But this is a different level. The rooms are nice size. Now, granted, it's not a one-bedroom or two-bedroom place, but standard hotel room. They're spacious. They're modern, clean. Uh, you feel like you are in a deluxe property when you're there, and the price point is much lower. So I, I would definitely – I was going to say I, was, I would consider staying there. I would definitely stay there again. But you're drawn back to the places you love, just like you mentioned. You go to Kidani every other trip. It's you know you want to experience that because there's nothing like that stuff anywhere else. It's just not the same. Oh, oh, it's gorgeous. Like actually, two years ago, we stayed at Wilderness Lodge again for the first time since my wife and I had our honeymoon. Um, it, uh, it it was great, just as we remembered. Uh, you know, for the room wise and everything else. And right. uh, we've been to Whispering Canyon a few times here or there, even though we haven't stayed there as much. But uh, it, it's fantastic. You can't beat the Whispering Canyon. So speaking yes. of uh, Whispering Canyon, let's, let's turn to restaurants because I, I love talking to people about their Disney World food choices. Give me right off the top of your head. And by the way, for our listeners, I didn't give Kyle the questions in advance. This is all spur of the moment. Uh, your, your top five restaurants in Walt Disney World, just right off the top of your head. What, what would come to mind? G Chico right off the bat. Chico, uh, okay. no, no question. Um, La Hacienda uh, okay. is another fantastic one. Uh, after that, Let's see. Oh boy. Wish I had time to think about this. Um, so Sanaa, obviously. Um, Sanaa, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got two of my Animal Kingdom uh, resort. Sure. Uh, love it there. Um, uh, Liberty Tree Tavern is another one I like. Uh, yeah, the, the food's good, but also the history dork in me. Loves right. all the, everything there. And you're just looking at the artifacts um, are great. Um, I'll try to go to two quick service as well. Um, Columbia Harbor House. It's a good one. Uh, for, for the same reasons. Uh, a lot of nautical stuff, a lot of historical nautical stuff. And um, oh, let's see, for a last one, um, actually not one in particular, but eating around World Showcase. Yes, you sir. usually skip a meal and just snack all the way through uh, and just try different things. And that's, that's a requirement in our house. We get you to try something different you know, you do your favorites, but still try something different when you go. So there. every trip that you go on, you try to have one thing new that you've never had before. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. 
keep it. Is fresh. that unique to World Showcase or or just in general in Disney World? Like, would nope, you say we, oh, we do it anywhere? Anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a very good thing to do. We we've said to ourselves now that next time we go, we're going to start doing the exact same thing as you. Uh, because there, there's so much to try. It's and they're constantly coming out with new stuff. I mean, they just opened up in Disney Springs this Everglaze. Is that the name of it? The, yes, uh, the donut. Yeah, the donut place. And I mean, the donuts look great. The cold brew coffee looked great. But I have heard now from several people, including Lou Mangello, who talked about it on his episode, his most recent episode of WDW Radio, the chicken sandwich at that oh, Everglaze. Really? What's the name? Of it? Everglaze is that the name? Yeah, Everglaze. Everglaze. Yep. He said it may be the best on property. Now, you would never think that a donut place would have the best chicken sandwich on property. Oh, definitely not. If someone mentions that, it carries a lot of weight. So (laughs) I have to try this chicken sandwich. (laughs) Um, I I may uh, disappoint you here, but I have never been to Liberty Tree Tavern. Oh, really? Oh, you should check it out. I I Um, will check it out. Yeah. It's uh, all you care to enjoy now. Uh, It used to be, um, you know, at least for lunch for a while was... You know, it just you, you pick off the menu. Um, dinner has been all you care to enjoy for a while. You're not sure which one I like better, but again, the atmosphere and you know, just it's it's enjoyable, especially if you like history. Right. No, I do like history. I was I was a history major in college, so it's a shame that I have not been there yet. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> the um, what is your favorite place to get dessert on property? Oh, um, oh, dessert. Honestly, I, I love the different snacks I can get um the cards you know you gotta have your yeah obligatory mickey bar churro sure um sometimes like uh, around world showcase we'll get desserts around world showcase yes after we've already eaten uh you know at everywhere and um yeah a weird one is the ginger ice cream from uh china never had it i didn't even know it existed that's good to know Yep. Ginger ice cream at China. Uh, I did see, speaking of World Showcase and desserts, that they're building a gelato place in Italy, which is due to open soon. Yes. So yes. That, that's dangerous, but good. And okay. uh, yes, very good. over in France with the Ratatouille attraction opening, they're opening up a pastry place, right? That's what it is. Is it crepes and other pastries? Oh, is that the Aristocrates one? Or is that, Arist- that in France? Uh, I should know this, but I, it, it's something. I, something is coming. Yeah. It's great. That those those are great choices. The um, ginger ice cream. Wow, I I wouldn't even think of that, but uh, that's good to know. I'm I'm definitely going to be trying that on a future trip. The uh, I'm wondering in my mind what that tastes like, but I bet it's amazing. Yeah, the, um, if you like ginger, it, it's really nothing special, like Disney unique. However, it, for some reason, it's just something we get when we're there because I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, but it's it's good. It's one of my daughter's favorites. So. So you mentioned Gico is your favorite restaurant on property. Why is that your number one place? The, the food is fantastic. Um, it, it's, it's definitely very pricey. You got to be prepared for that. Um, but the, uh, well, the meals I've been getting recently are the wild boar tenderloins cooked perfectly. Um, yeah, they're, they're excellent. They taste fantastic. Uh, just the food in general. Um, the, uh, the seafood curry is another one I usually get. Okay. And then mm-hmm. for dessert, you're going to switch it up. And uh, again, can't go wrong with the desserts there either. So I have not been to Jico, uh, but I do want to try it. And I remember the first time I went to Sanaa, I thought to myself, well, I hear the bread service is great, but I'm not sure I'm going to like anything else on the menu because it's not stuff I'm traditionally used to eating. And I really enjoyed it tremendously. So I feel like the same thing would apply to Jico. I think a lot of people are scared to try it because it's outside of their traditional food tastes. But everybody that goes there, I know, speaks so highly of it. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what it is. It, it's just, you know, sometimes it's out of your comfort zone. Right. And, uh, but, but it's a good thing. Uh, the only thing is like uh, a lot of African beers, which are great, um, but they're all too light for me. I like a dark, dark beer. And um, so they don't, they don't have any real dark beers. So I'll just say, like, Hey, I'll get the darkest one you have, which, you know, is, um, yeah, I'm trying to think it's, it's not even as dark as like a Sam Adams. Um, okay. But, I, it, it's good, but I just like my beers dark. So what's your favorite place to get beer on property? <laughs> um, oh, boy. Well, um, it's not a dark beer. It's actually a uh, grapefruit beer in Germany, the Schopenhauer. Yeah, that's funny or- you mentioned that because I was watching Paging Mr. Morrow, a great YouTuber, the other day. <laughs> Trust me, I, I have a life outside YouTube. It's just we put this on every time we sit down at the table for a meal. We have a TV in the kitchen. But um, 
he the pink grape the grapefruit beer came on I, and i said oh that looks good i gotta try that it, it actually the, the thing is i'd never had it until you know a few years back we uh yeah you know, some friends were going down at the same time we were and they said oh have you ever been to beer garden we're like no we, we haven't they said oh it's our favorite place let's go so you went there with them and um they were on the dining plan so we you know have the adults do the dining plan because you get the the beer with it and right. we pay cash for the kids and um my wife's not a beer drinker at all. So, so our friends go, okay, try the shop and hopper. If you don't like it, you can get something different. So, you know, very low alcohol content, which is interesting with the beer, but hot day. So I, you know, drink my wife pretty quickly. Sure. And my friend goes, Oh, you didn't like it. Well, I said, my wife's beer was fine, but you know, I, I got to try mine. So, Cause I drank it real quick. It seems but, to me to be a refreshing beer. When you think about grapefruit beer, to me, that seems like something that would be uh, quite easy to drink, which is good. Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Nice summer, warm day. I wanted to ask you also, just going back to Animal Kingdom Lodge for a second. Have you, because I know you're a fan of that place. Have you been to Boma? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And have you been yep, there for, for breakfast, breakfast and dinner? Yes. Yep. Which one do you prefer? Yes. Uh, we <laughs> like them both for different reasons. Uh, yeah, the jungle juice is a big hit. It's um, phenomenal. My family. Oh yeah, we started making it at home too. Um, so uh, but the kids can also get that at uh with their dinner. Uh, I'll usually go with the bourbon flight or the uh, rum flight rather. Mm-hmm. There. Um, but the food choices are fantastic. I usually stay away from like the carving station, just because you know you know they have that other places. I'll try to do the um, Indian foods. So the, um, when you go to Boma for breakfast, here's a question. What would you do? Would you get the plain scrambled eggs or the scrambled eggs with the goat cheese? Oh, um, I think I've done both, but I usually I get an omelet. I'll go to the omelet oh, station. Fair. And do, yeah, that's do a good. That. So I miss yeah. that place. That had become a favorite every trip we would, we would go. So I'm looking forward to being back there later this year. Because there's no breakfast buffet like that anywhere. I've not been there for dinner. I've just been there for breakfast. But there's no breakfast buffet anywhere at any hotel like Boma. It's just so unique and, and, and different. Oh, absolutely. And, and actually, the price isn't bad either. I can't remember what it is from the top of my head. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's not bad. I've definitely seen worse. Um, and just the variety of foods you get. In again, my omelet station made to order yeah. is great. It, uh, just, it's, it's a great meal. It's also yeah. a great space to eat in. The look of the restaurant is fantastic. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can get to see, depending on where you're sitting, you get to see the animals outside. Um, right. Yeah, we'll uh, usually take a stop at Victoria Falls on the next level up, either before or after dinner, depending on how long we have to wait for a reservation. Great spot with, to go. Uh, great, great photo opportunity at Victoria Falls. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. So, Kyle, I want to ask you now, because we've talked about hotels, we've talked about restaurants. We got to talk about the theme park. So first, very basic question. Favorite theme park? Magic Kingdom for nostalgia. Absolutely. Favorite However, attraction at the Magic Kingdom? Thunder Mountain. Great, great attraction. Yeah. Least favorite attraction at the Magic Kingdom? Um, I would actually, and I'm probably going to get killed for this one, is it's a small world. I understand. Uh, I mean, I, I, I understand <laughs> why someone would say that. Uh, it's a controversial choice because it's obviously a very nostalgic attraction. Right. But uh, I understand why you would say that. Uh, the are you looking forward to Tron, the Tron coaster? Oh, absolutely! Oh, I, I can't wait. I, I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, we watched um, the Tron uh, YouTube videos. Uh, you know, and just it's fantastic. I can't wait for it. And uh, a question about Thunder Mountain Railroad: Do you prefer going on it at day or night? Uh, either or. Um, I prefer the the back of the car though. Either, either yes. way. Um, it is more intense so, in the back. Yes. In daytime, you get to see all the little details um, right. of the ride itself. At night, I find I look out at the park a lot more. That's exactly, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly the way I feel. And it's interesting because I'm not crazy about roller coasters, although I love Big Thunder. And yep. even sitting in the back of that, it is a more intense experience, but it's not, for our listeners that may say, oh, well, I really don't like roller coasters. It's not crazy intense where you can't go on it. It's more intense, yeah. but it's not like something where you say, oh, I can't do that. No, it, it, it's it's a great, great coaster just because it's an intermediate one. If you've never been on a coaster before, not sure if you're going to like them. It's right. a great place to start. I, even, I, I think, more so than uh, Seven Dwarves. 
because Seven Dwarfs, you've got the the dark ride aspect of it. But then once you crest that hill over the dark ride, you've got that nice little drop that's quick. Right. And with the cart rocking, you know, it, it could, you know, jostle you a little bit. But Thunder Mountain is just a classic coaster. That drop coming out of the dark spot part on Mine Train, it, it's not crazy intense, but it does give you a feeling. It definitely does give yeah. you a feeling. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, I have never, I went on Mine Train and I liked it. But it's not like I came off of that saying, oh, I really have to do that again. Whereas every time I come off Big Thunder, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back on that ride. Oh, absolutely. And actually, what we did was that we went to the Halloween party um, the year we stayed at Bailey Tower. It, um, you know, after getting 10 million pounds of candy, uh, we were like, all right, it's still early in the night. Let's hit some attractions. We walked on Thunder Mountain a couple of times. It's great. It, uh, it was just fantastic. Nothing like walking onto that attraction because it's so uh, rare you get the opportunity to do that. The um, what do you think of the haunted mansion? I like it. Um, we're we're kind of a split family as far as that goes. Where some like it, some don't. So my wife and I will trade off. Um, the uh, with Thunder Mountain being our, our our opposite to it. So got it, got it. And uh, in terms of other than Thunder Mountain, is there when you go to the Magic Kingdom since you're there so much? Are there any attractions that are always must dos for you? Carousel of Progress. Wow, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Did you yeah. see the rumor that Tom Hanks is becoming the narrator on that? No, I didn't. There's a rumor. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm not going to say it's fact because it's not confirmed, and I'm skeptical about it. But it was on a Disney News website. Uh, I could see it happening. Why do you love oh, Carousel absolutely. Progress so much? Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I keep on saying nostalgia, even though I said I don't like it's a small world. Um, the joke <laughs> in our family is it's, it's the happiest nap that ever sailed um True. but carousel carousel of progress is just you know just a classic it, it's just something you have to do yes I think. um yeah if, if you're a one-time disney person and you're probably never going back i'd say skip it however if you're someone who goes frequently you have to hit it you know a few times two things about carousel progress that i love is that one is that it's not the most technologically advanced attraction by today's standards mm-hmm. But every time I'm there, I'm just transfixed by what I'm looking at. There's so yeah. much to take in. Each time I go, I feel like I'm seeing new things. And it's so fun to see the details they incorporate into each particular scene. Oh, and I, th- I think that's the rewritability factor with it is right. just you're, you're looking at different things. And I noticed, you know, my family is saying, oh, the Mickey Mouse Nutcracker. Oh, this. Oh, that. Yeah, it, it just pointing things out every time. Yeah, it's very true. And something else I love about it is, you know, I'm a fan of Disney history, like we all are. And I, being on the Carousel Progress, there's such a deep history there with its premiere at the 1964-65 World's Fair to ultimately going to Disneyland and then to to Walt Disney World. It's it's a classic attraction and, and it's not a thrill attraction or anything like that, but it's just so good. So good. The, um, I guess we'll leave Magic Kingdom for a moment. Let's go over to, uh, let's go to Animal Kingdom. Okay. Uh, top attraction in Animal Kingdom. Safari. It's the whole reason why the park's there. You know, it, it changes every time. Uh, you know, it's just, I mean, grant the spiel is still the same. However, right. different times of day, we'll bring out different animals. Uh, we saw the cheetah run uh, last time. Cool. Uh, which we rarely see. Um, rhinos kept on getting in our way of our, our truck um giraffes uh kept on crossing in front of us baby giraffe uh and you just don't get to see that stuff every day it, you really it's, don't it's each each experience is unique and i've mentioned this before on the podcast but one of the things that always blows me away about that particular attraction is that the space that the attraction takes up is bigger than the entirety of the magic kingdom that's phenomenal oh yeah yes oh it, it, we actually did the um the uh, caring for giants tour it, uh, yes. So it tells you all about the animals. I was expecting a little more of the where they care for the animals, but we actually got to talk to um, a cast member who was from Africa who said, yeah, they randomly have elephants walking through their village. Wow. It, uh, it, was, it was just a great experience. The kids were able to ask all kinds of questions. Um, we finally got into the rhino tour last August, but then it got canceled and then the trip got canceled. So sure. of course. Uh, after all, all that, and uh, so we'll, we'll try for it again. I get scared if I see a puppy dog in the neighborhood. I can't imagine seeing an elephant, you know, cross my path. Uh, what are some of the uh, other attractions you enjoy at Animal Kingdom? Uh, 
Flight of Passage, absolutely. Um, of course. It's fantastic. Uh, but as far as the attractions, I, um, you know, I don't know if you're talking about like a, a ride one or the walkthroughs. We love seeing the animals. Yes. Um, and just watching the gorillas, watching the tigers, we could do that for hours. And it's it's just, remarkable. You get you get good proximity to the animals too. You really get up close to them there. And because that's a very different park experience than any of the others, there's nothing like Animal Kingdom anywhere else in the world. I've been to other theme parks where animals play a role in what you see and do, but it's not the same. It's just, just not. The Rainforest Cafe in Animal Kingdom is pretty good too, I must say. I don't know if you've it, been there. It is. It is. Actually, uh, the very first year we bought into D- DVC, uh, we couldn't go uh, that year. Uh, we had our first child and uh so the next year we had all these points and this is when the weekends were like expensive for the points and the weekdays were really cheap right so we end up getting um two studios and two uh sorry one two bedroom and uh we brought um my family my wife's family and stuff like that so the the things were required at the trip for the trip was we all eat together the first day and the last day first day to find out what everybody wanted to do and it was at rainforest cafe <laughs> so, oh, okay interesting so yeah we're actually really second day uh was was when we ate there but so it's a lot, uh, of, it's a lot of fun the oh, yeah, um absolutely. so let's leave animal kingdom now let's head over to epcot and uh this is a tough one because epcot is i mean talk about nostalgia and you know vintage disney this is this is great um let's i, I guess in, including both future world and world showcase what is your favorite attraction American Adventure, all the way. Unexpected answer. <laughs> it's one of the moments <laughs> in the podcast where I was expected to hear Test Track or Soren or even Frozen, but no, American Adventure. And I guess as a history buff, it makes sense. Yes, yes. Yep. Have the you, only thing I, I wish yep. I got more time to do was you get the statues on the left and on the right, right. as you're sitting there. I'd love to be able to explore those a little more, see what see what they have. But just the 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 passion for Americana that you get or I get, you know, doing there makes me you know really get that American spirit again, um, which, you know, has been tough. Um, but it just, it just makes me feel so much better coming out of it and just hope for the future. Yeah. Disney is very good at doing that. And it's very good. Whether you go to the American adventure hall of presidents, obviously is a timeless attraction. Yes. Um, even I bet Liberty tree tavern, just that type of experience. You feel patriotic. And then of course, Walt Disney himself felt great pride in the country. And, uh, wanted to promote that in his parks. And I think that definitely carries through at American Adventure. Have you been to the barbecue place that opened up there? No, I haven't. The, yeah, the Regal Eagle. Regal uh, Eagle, right. Regal, Regal Beagle, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, Looks I have good. not been there. Um, typically, we actually um, avoid eating in the American Pavilion just because, yeah, okay, we, you know, we can get similar food around. Um, we'll go to like Morocco is one right. we'll go to a lot, just the different foods. Um yeah, not that I'm looking for a bizarre, but just something to expand our palate a little bit. That makes sense because, you know, you want to change it up and get something different, like the ginger ice cream over at China. Yeah. Uh, the uh, When it comes to Future World, let's go there, though. What is your top attraction there? Uh, Soren. Uh, reason why is because I don't like heights all that much. However, for some reason, I feel okay with that one. And just, you know, it, it's the closest you feel like to flying. You know, it's just, it just that feeling. The sights you see, it's great. Even even with a bendy uh, Eiffel Tower, it's still a good, yeah. good attraction. It, it, you can't talk about Soren without talking about the bendy Eiffel Tower. And, and yeah. it, it is a drawback. It is a negative. But the experience is so unique. And that takeoff moment where you're just lifted off the ground and you feel the wind blowing. And next thing you know, you're in the clouds. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, absolutely. The um, Epcot, Epcot's great. It really is one of – I mean, for me, I, I think Magic Kingdom is my favorite – I've settled in on that now, but when I get ready for a Disney trip and certainly when I think about my time spent in Disney, I often go to Epcot in my mind because there's so much to do there and you can go there and not ride any attraction and just spend your evening walking around World Showcase, taking in the foods, the sights, the souvenir shopping and all of that and just have the best night of the year, even without any attractions. Oh, without a doubt. Actually, there's times where my wife and I just get time to ourselves in Epcot. Right. And yeah, after illumination, no longer. But uh, we would wait till the whole crowd would filter out, be over by like the you know, American Pavilion and just walk very slowly. You've got the torches lit. We're just finishing up our drinks that we got right before illuminations. Yes. And just the two of us walking and we're like almost the only ones there. 
and it makes for really nice end to an evening. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And if you could find yourself beneath Spaceship Earth in the evening with it all lit up in that unique purplish color, it's just spectacular. Words can't describe oh, it, it really. You can't really describe yes. it. Uh, and I guess the last theme park is Hollywood Studios, uh, a theme park which has undergone a lot of changes in recent years. Uh, what is your favorite attraction over there? Uh, I can't talk about the uh, Galaxy's Edge stuff because we haven't done it. Got it. Um, however, um, yeah, love Star Tours. However, I, I think it's it's got to go to Rock and Roller Coaster. Again, okay. it, it's um, like I said, I, I don't like heights a whole lot. So for roller coasters, like I'll never do half the ones at Universal just because they're so high or anything else like that. A little nervous about Tron coming with that. But Rock and Roller Coaster inside, it's over in a minute. And it just gives you that rush, right. uh, especially with the music, you know, blaring in your ears. It's it's a adrenaline pump. That's a good choice. That's I, that com- and completely understandable. Let me ask you this question, because Big Thunder is your favorite at Magic Kingdom. Uh, you, I'm assuming you've been on Slinky Dog Dash. Yes. Yep. How would you describe the intensity of Slinky Dog versus Big Thunder? Because we talked about Mind Train. I'm curious your thoughts on Slinky Dog. Um, I think it's a little more intense. And the only reason why is when you say it's more intense you you mean slinky dog is more intense. yes yes slinky dog yeah slinky dog Uh, i i the reason why i feel that way is because thunder mountain you're going through the mountain range where yeah the 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 rocks are right there where slinky dog is a little more open yes um so yeah and especially that first curve you come up to you're almost at a you know you're at what a probably like 70 degree angle right you can look straight down so i think things like that is what makes it a little more intense for that but thunder mountain you're just Within the the rocks and the in this whole scenery, yeah, you're closer. You feel closer to the ground in a lot of Thunder uh, Thunder Mountain. I remember on Slinky Dog, the the it's not. I wouldn't call it an intense roller coaster. It still is very much no. a family coaster. But where where it was the most intense for me was after you come on that first curve. It's you, you seem to go on a long stretch, and it's absolutely. Funny. So that's where I felt it there. Um, the Galaxy's Edge. Well, um, I love to have you back on the show after you've been there and get your thoughts on it because I was there a year ago. I had the opportunity to do both rise of the resistance and smugglers run. So oh, which uh, one did you go for? Which one did you like the most between those two? Yeah. Rise of the resistance. Definitely. It's one okay. of the great, great theme park attractions. I, I just, uh, the, the, there's nothing bad I can say about the attraction itself. It is like being in a movie. It is unlike any other attraction I've ever been on. That's for sure. The frustrating thing is that it is probably the one attraction on, at least now for Disney World trips, where you really don't know if you're going to be able to get on it. Yeah, so yeah. That's like, to me, if you are able to get on it, phenomenal. Great. That's a bonus. But you almost have to go in not expecting to. Uh, it's like when the Giants are in the Super Bowl. I never think they're going to win. <laughs> I never think they're going to win any game. But, you know, especially in the Super Bowl. So that's you, you got to go in with no expectations, basically. Absolutely. With my idea going in there, I can't wait to see the Falcon. Absolutely. I geek out on the Falcon, but I can't wait to do rise. It you is- will love it. You will really. Yes. The um, one of the things I want to do when I go back to galaxy's edge is try to take in more of the detail on the Falcon. When I went, I took pictures in front of it. It was phenomenal. It's so beautiful, but I, you know, was, I didn't take the time to really stand beneath it and look at all of the detail. And from what I understand, there's so much to see on there. What I'm really looking forward to, to going back. And it also, by the way, just a recommendation presents phenomenal nighttime photo opportunities. It's a completely oh, different it? experience at night when you are in galaxies, especially in front of the Falcon. So. All right. We'll definitely keep that in mind. Cause I'm very, you know, plenty out our hopeful a- April trip and uh, just try to uh, keep that in mind. Cause we definitely plan on etching a lot of time out for there. Where, where are you planning on staying in April? Uh, this is Saratoga. We'll be, so oh, oh, right. This is Saratoga, right. And Summer, are you looking at Kidani? Yes. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. I got other family members going with us too. So we're like, all right, well, we got to go with our favorite. So so before we get to the, uh, what we'll call the Disney World rapid fire round, uh, we're starting to go a little long. Let me just ask you this one last question. Uh, I'm going to ask you two last questions, actually. The first, the first question is being from the Northeast, like I am and so many of our listeners are, do you feel, how should I wear this? When you look at Disney World, do you, have you come to look at it as a quick getaway place, a place that's difficult to get to, or a place that, I, I don't know, how, I guess what I'm saying is when I was a kid, when it came to going to Walt Disney World, 
it was this major trip and undertaking. And to me, one of the, I hadn't flown for many years. And when I started flying again, I just blew me away that I could be in Walt Disney world in two hours or so coming from the Northeast. Like when you get there, are you just amazed at how close we live to there without being physically close? Oh, with, with the flying, absolutely driving, um, driving, not so much. definitely zapped, zapped a little energy out of you. But, right. uh, and that was the first thing, you know, my kids remembered, you know, when they flew, cause again, we started recently. Um, my son said, he goes, we were in our beds in Connecticut a couple hours ago and now right. we're in the Magic Kingdom. So, so we did. So weird. Yeah. So yeah. It, and that's the thing is like, it's like I said, two and a half hours away. It, uh, it's, it's just fantastic. This, this past trip was the first time we did a weekend trip. We've never done anything like that since we had to cancel our last August trip. We had the flights, right. we had the DVC points and that's the only reason why we did it. Um, it was a good trip. It was quick. Um, so there's no real downtime. Um, but so I, I like the, the, uh, longer stays You would definitely stick with those. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I've done the weekend trips, what I like to do ideally is leave like on, let's say a Thursday evening so that I get up and Friday I'm there and I could, you know, maybe come back Monday morning. That way you get the three full days and that's a nice, nice getaway. Three full days down in Disney. The, yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. my last question before the rapid fire round is what is it? What does Disney world mean to you as a, as a, fan like what does it represent in your life what's the significance of it you're the first person i've asked that question to i want to start asking more of our disney world fans that come on the podcast that question but what does it mean to you uh the escape from reality the chance to decompress the outside world has no bearing on what i do when i'm down there i live for the moment in there and just enjoy time with my family just it gives us that time to just be together and just enjoy each other's company right I guess I love that answer. And I guess the reason I've started, I wanted to start asking that question is because, you know, with 2020 being such a horrific year and 2021 being very difficult too, it's changed the way we think about this stuff. And, you know, for me, I feel the same way you do. It's that escape from reality time with the ones that we love. And uh, it, it was always big for me in my life before. And I feel now it's even taken on a greater significance going forward, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's like my wife for our, our quick weekend getaway. She's like, I have to go. I, we, we just got to get away from here. We got to get out of reality. Right. And, and that's really what it is for us. And just, you know, it's a special time for our family. Right. I, I, I agree with that hundred percent. It makes sense to me. Uh, so now it's time for the Disney world rapid fire round. And I'd be lying to you if I said, I prepared these questions before I like to kind of go off the top of my head. These are just quick questions for you related to Disney, what you would do in certain scenarios. So I'm going to start off like this. So let's say you, uh, you check into Kidani and the front desk tells you that over the course of your stay, you could go to Boma for either breakfast or dinner, but you can't do both. What are you going to do? Uh, to make my wife happy, let's go with breakfast. Got it. <laughs> she's a big breakfast person. So, so if she's happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. Um, next question. A dull whips or Mickey ice cream bar. Mickey bar for me. Mickey sa- ice cream sandwich or Mickey bar. Oh, Mickey bar. So you so. take, okay. Interesting. Pretzel or churro. I don't think I've ever had an ice cream sandwich. What's that? Pretzel or churro. Churro all the way. Churro or popcorn. Can I pick the popcorn for Carton Epcot with the uh, multiple flavors? You definitely can, because my next question was actually going to be plain popcorn or flavored popcorn. So <laughs> that, that's good. Uh, okay, let's go over to Hollywood Studios. Now, you haven't done Galaxy's Edge, so I can't ask you that. But uh, Sci-Fi Dining or Primetime Cafe? I, like, I, I knew you were going to ask that question. Um, so for me, Sci-Fi, the yes. rest of my family, 50s. Um, so, But I can't be my pot roast at 50s, so I might have to go there. Have you had the carrot cake cookie at Hollywood Studios? I know it's available elsewhere too, oh. but have you ever? It's good, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh, it's huge. The uh, okay. Here's a question for you about Hollywood Studios: Slinky Dog Dash or Toy Story Midway Mania? Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog. Okay. Um, if you could bring back any attraction from the past, which one would it be out of these three? Alien Encounter, Horizons, or Body Wars? Body Wars, absolutely. Great attraction. That's, that's a great attraction. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you three more. Fried chicken at Olivia's, or roast turkey at Liberty Tree Tavern. 
I'll, I'll have to go with Olivia's. I had it, or my wife had it uh, last trip. And of course, by default, I have it. Uh, so it, it was great. Got Loved it. it. Test track, day or night, which one would you prefer? Night. Yeah, especially the going the inside part doesn't matter, but going outside, seeing it at night, yeah, it, everything lit up. It's almost like the uh, people mover where, you know, it's a different, totally different experience at night in Test Track for the same reason you get to see Epcot, you know, uh, Future World, you know, all lit up and it's just great. I agree. It's very beautiful and nice, totally different experience. And my, my last question for you, here it is. It's a, it's a beautiful night, summertime Walt Disney World. You are walking around the Epcot Resort area. Where do you go for dessert? Beaches and cream, the fountain over at the Dolphin Hotel, or funnel cake over on the boardwalk? Oh, beaches and cream. Absolutely. Uh, haven't been there in a while because um, last time we stayed at the beach club was, I think, uh, uh, 10 years ago. Right. So, um, But uh, we ate there then, and uh, you can't beat No, no Way Jose. Uh, I, I know so. what it is. I've never had it, but yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Great. Yeah. That was great. That was fun. That was fun. I, I love asking those questions because these are tough. They're all good. There's no bad choice here. So no. it's all about, you know, just what your, what your gut instinct is telling you to do in these situations. So uh, Kyle, this has been great. I'm very glad to have had you on the show tonight. This is our first episode, by the way, of 2021. So uh, this is a good way to kick off the year. It's, it's a very high bar for all the future guests. So just a warning to them. And uh, before we get to the stuff we love segment, would you like to tell our listeners where they could find you on uh, on Twitter? Twitter is uh, CT Disney fans. Um, yeah, nothing special there. Um, occasionally, we used to write a blog, uh, Mike at Mike Scope and I, in, um, at um, Disney Help at WordPress.com. But we can been kind of dormant with that since you know haven't really been going. Um, sure. And uh, that's about it. But that that's the easiest way to find me. And I got to tell our listeners to definitely follow you on Twitter. You're a wonderful person to follow. You post a lot of great, fun content. And uh, Disney fans got a good community on Twitter. It's a very nice group of people that, that we've met on there. Oh, I know this Twitter can be negative in so many ways from what, what other people say, but the, most of the people that we talk to on there, we're, we're, we're good folks. Oh, absolutely. And it's a lot of fun, you know, talking back and forth with everybody and uh, have a good time doing it. Absolutely. And uh, we'd love to have you again later this year on the podcast talking about your, your Disney experiences as the year goes, goes on. I'll fill you on Saratoga Springs. <laughs> that's, that's a must, must listen episode for sure. Uh, so this is the part of the show now where tonight Kyle and I are going to be giving you a stuff we love recommendation. This is something we're enjoying right now. It could be a movie, a song, a TV show, book, whatever it is. So uh, Kyle, since you are our guest this evening, uh, what's your stuff we love recommendation tonight? This one goes without saying, but Mandalorian has like sucked me in uh, for season two. Um, Got the Mandalorian I I've shirt it. on. I don't know if you can see this thing. So yeah. Oh, nice. I'm showing Kyle my Mandalorian T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. The oh, it, it's my you know, family's all about it. It uh, we we just love it. it great, great show. Uh, watching it each episode a couple of times already. Yes. But uh, that's it. It's all all about Star Wars and Mandalorian in this house. Such a great show. You you said you have you finished season two. Yes. Yes. Without giving any spoilers away, because I know people are still watching it, but the last episode of season two was one of the best episodes I've seen on TV in recent years. I can't even remember the last time I saw an episode that powerful. The emotions that were packed into that episode were overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I can't wait to see what next season brings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, uh, he was in Wonder Woman 1984, which uh, is not a Stuff We Love recommendation because I really didn't care for that movie. But uh, his performance in it was quite good. He's a good actor. He's a real, real good actor. Uh, so, yes. yeah, Mandalorian's phenomenal. I, I love that recommendation. Uh, for me, you know, I was thinking what to recommend. I'm, I'm going to mention a movie that I watched last night, actually, on Amazon Prime. The movie is called Sylvie's Love. It came out at Sundance Film Festival in 2020. And uh, it's basically, uh, long story short, the story of a jazz musician in the 1950s who uh, meets a girl named Sylvie while they both work in a record shop. And it's a story of their romance and how that intertwines with his career and where, where it goes. Uh, the movie has been getting a lot of attention because it's very much kind of like a throwback to classic Hollywood feel uh, with uh, oh, nice. pretty much an all African-American cast. And uh, it's a really, really great movie. The soundtrack was phenomenal. It's got great 
jazz and R and B and rock and roll from the fifties and sixties, which if you listen to the podcast, you know, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, love that movie. Sylvie's love is a really well done film. Um, the first three movies I watched this year, cause I keep a list of every movie I see. The first one was a horror documentary about Tom Savini, who uh, is one of the great horror makeup men of all time and actor and director. Then I watched an American pie movie for the second one. <laughs> and then this, I I, I, I'm watching a lot of movies. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Actually, my TV time has not been there lately, um, except for The Mandalorian. Uh, yes. got a lot of stuff going on at home. Um, for sure. So, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the year's going to level out for me and uh, I can get into that. I uh, can't wait for WandaVision to come out. Yes, that uh, starts a couple of days from now. Very excited yes. for that. Yep. Yeah. It's good. My oldest and I, our tradition is Marvel movies in the theater when they come out. And uh, so she's been waiting for this one since we haven't been to a theater in forever. Yeah, it's going to be, it's one of those big releases. This is what, from the moment WandaVision came out and we saw some clips of it in pictures, I was intrigued because I love those classic sitcom shows like, you know, I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke Show. And there's a big article in the newspaper this past weekend about WandaVision and how the Marvel team behind it, they really were heavily inspired by those classic sitcoms. And some of the shows, when you watch them, according to this article, the WandaVision episodes, you feel like you're not watching a traditional Marvel thing. You're watching some bizarre kind of 1950s, 1960s TV show. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it. It looks it's so awesome. I can't wait for this. Oh, oh absolutely. So I, I think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be well-written. Yes. And, uh, just looking forward to it. Years ago, I went to a show in New York. I went to see a play and Elizabeth Olsen was in the audience before she was a big star, oh. before she was big. So just goes to show you never know where someone's career will take them. The, uh, oh, absolutely. Anyhow, Kyle, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, really glad you uh, were here tonight for this episode. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, and now I'm just going to tell our listeners where they can find us online. You can visit our website, stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. We're on Twitter at stuffwelovepod, Instagram at stuffwelovepodcast. You can write to us, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us those good five-star reviews. It makes it easier for others to find the show. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. You can subscribe to us on all podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, the works. Amazon as well. We're now on Amazon, just like many other podcasts. So uh, we'll go around the table one more time. I wish you well, Kyle. Thanks again for being here. Uh, I am Scott. I'm Kyle. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.